you have soft skills and hard skills, right? Communication falls under your soft skills, you know, weapons, driving, all that kind of stuff falls under your hard skill sets. You know, I, I look at it a lot, a lot like how the military structures things, right? You have six, eight guys in a team. They may have different purposes, but each one knows one level up, one level down. Welcome to the Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. Executive protection skills gaps. Today, we're delighted to be joined by Stephen Hernandez, CEO of The North Group, as well as Craig McKim, co-founder Maverick Protection Group. Uh, this is a pre-recorded session that we ran at the Corporate Security Modernization Forum Great Lakes. Um, and much as our session with Sandra Stibbards, I think this is an excellent look at some of the wider contextual questions that executive protection is finding itself facing. We're going to be looking not just at the soft versus hard skills debate, not that that's not a problem, but we're also going to be looking at the way in which executive protection needs to harness the power of technology. Not that technology in itself is a skill set, it's just more an appreciation of maybe analytics, maybe you know using threat intelligence modeling, and, and really finding ways to add value as a professional today. And I think that actually blends rather nicely with some of the previous episodes we did. I remember with Christian West, we talked about the emergence of the technical executive protection officer. Uh, so so there would be a blend of that. Obviously, networking. We have Mr. Networking, Craig McKim, on, uh, with us. But, but we're also going to look at the structure of the team. If uh, people are finding it very difficult to recruit, then is there any sense in going hyper-specialist with your requirements? Um, are we not going to you know, simply not fulfill tasks because we are looking out for that special individual rather than the generalist? And, of course, every type of debate in between. Uh, well, this was a fantastic session. And, of course, ahead of the IPSB, it's lovely to get a sense of the skills that we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, for the next year. So let's welcome uh, Craig McKim, co-founder Maverick Protection Group, and, of course, Steve Hernandez, CEO of The North Group. And now, let's meet one of the contributors to The Circuit magazine. We are live at the Corporate Security Modernization Forum Great Lakes, and we are very pleased to welcome Steve Hernandez, CEO for The North Group, as well as Craig McKim, Chief Networker at Maverick Protection Group. Uh, what an interesting segue. We're going to talk modernization, but looking at the skills for the EP professional of tomorrow or the corporate security professional of tomorrow. Now, of course, we can embody kindness in said skills, but uh, we're still going to have to balance that people policy procedure and tech dynamic. Um, as some people have mentioned, a completely Re, big big revamp of this skill set. Stephen, what is the current EP skills gap that we're seeing today? Because we are told we cannot find enough uh, operators. We cannot find enough professionals. So uh, before we wonder what the, the future skill set is, what, what are we looking for now? 
Yeah. Well, thank you first off, and, and thank you, Craig, for joining uh, with me here. I, I think it's I think it's dependent on on you know the clients that we're dealing with, um, the threat landscape of those customers. But we're seeing a lot of technology gaps. We're seeing folks that don't understand um, how to collectively build a threat matrix using using social media and and, and intelligence, and and I think that's hindering. I think the other side of it is is the assessment of where their team needs to go to progress the client's advancement as far as safety, security, and liability. Uh, and 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 then I guess maybe building on that, you know, Craig, obviously you're you're a relatively young organization, but but what are you looking for that uh, that maybe you cannot find? Uh, so I think what you know. What we're, I agree, I agree with Steve, um, for sure. I'm, I'm one of the, I'm one of the gaps on the technology side. Um, you know, we're looking, you know, we want, I mean, for one, for just for the, you know, kind of for the company's sake, we want, you know, we want people that are um, uh, amenable to, to uh, learning the new skills, whatever it is that they would be. Technology, I mean, I'm part of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I'm Gen X, so I'm like I, I I was before all the technology kind of, and and I'm and now I'm living in it, and and I know that I'm I'm well behind probably where I should be, but that's why, but those are the people that we do look for also too, right? Um, but you know, so there, there's that piece of it, and, and and I don't I feel like I'd be speaking out of turn on the technology piece, so sticking in my lane um, of of where I you know where I see it, uh, and and tell them. Sure, you know where I'm going here, and and if any of you know me for any any length of time, like, uh, you know, I, I go back to the interpersonal to the interpersonal skills. Can you learn kindness? I think you probably can. I think you probably have to if you if you don't already practice it. But then you know wh where else? Uh, you know, I, obviously I could go right back to networking. But you know, what are your conversational skills? Uh, you know, the all the hard skills, the things that we talk about, like the cool stuff, the whatever the sells tickets, the you know the, the 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 handgun skills, the the martial arts. You know the physical part of it. That's that's a that that is a given. That's where you should be. That's where you should be operating from. Now everybody's going to be at different levels depending on when you got in and all that stuff. But you're continually building on them. But also, when do you have the chance to use those? Well, it's once you get hired, once you start your company. So what helps you get hired? What helps you start a company? you know, a network, networking, I can draw a straight line from, Maverick, you know, where we are right now with Maverick to, to where I met, where I met Dave and the relationship that we had before we started the company. And that started by literally delivering a networking, a networking presentation. So, you know, with that, like, great, you have all those hard skills, keep doing it, but you have to network your face off and you have to get good at it. And the bar or the, the, the level of entry to, to, you know, to, to start building a network is not high. And it could simply come from what we were just talking about is being kind to people. I put out, I don't know how many videos talking about just like, here, here's information, just take it, do with it what you will. But, you know, but then let's build on top of it. Okay, do I need conversation? Yeah, you need conversational skills. Uh, you know, taking an etiquette class, right? And understanding what's acceptable or just uh, taking a culture class about where, you know, if you live elsewhere, you're traveling elsewhere, what's acceptable, what's not. And one thing, and this is gonna be kind of a left turn, 
around this around skills that you should have when you're just coming into this, especially if you're a younger person um, or you are, uh, you know, you're coming. It's I, I guess I could go I, of all these places you're coming from, but financial skills. When you start throwing some decent money at, at people that haven't had it before or that, that, you know, don't understand how credit works, does don't understand how, you know, like I, how I, I don't understand a budget. It seems so, uh, you know, so basic um, that that you, sometimes you look past it. But those are conversations that we, ha- you know, that we're, we're having with the guys that are, you know, guys and gals that are coming in. Of, you know, here are some of the things that, you know, that you'll have to think about. Like, you know, we're not asking you what your, you know, what are your monthly expenses, but you you definitely need to know how to to, to manage this. And mm-hmm. and I, and Dave's way better at that than I am. But he, but we still least ask them to think about that and spend time thinking about that. And if you don't have those skills, whether it's networking or conversational or technology or, you know, pick a place and start there. Pick a place that might benefit your company the most. Pick a place that might benefit you the most, right? There's going to be people that say you should have this. Well, okay. I'm not necessarily interested in that, but I want to become a more complete person, a more complete protector, more complete business owner then, you know, pick, just pick mm. someplace and start there. And that takes decision-making skills. And so, so, okay, you know, what is that going to be for me? And so, and so that sounds a little bit like the Ghostbusters, who you're going to call st- strategy rather than the it's all me, because it means mm-hmm. the communication piece ties everything together. Um, uh, Steve, how, how, how then can we balance that with having a team? Because, uh, you know, maybe maybe the future skill set is not a person; it's a it's a team. Well, I think it's important what Craig just said, right? And you have soft skills and hard skills, right? Communication falls under your soft skills. You know, weapons, driving, all that kind of stuff falls under your hard skill sets. Um, I think you have, you know, I, I look at it a lot a lot like how the military structures things, right? You have six, eight guys in a team. They may have different purposes but each one knows one level up, one level down, what the other one's supposed to do if, if something goes wrong or something happens to one of the team members. So I, I think following, you know, we follow that doctrine when, when we have a team-oriented environment for an operation, um, especially if we're dealing with OCONA stuff uh, where we have overseas, you know, things going on and the threat matrix is a little higher, right? We're, we're heavy on medical, we're heavy on folks that have, you know, TCCC or, or, or a tactical medical background. Um, and, and that's a really good place to focus here, right? Because as an organization, we are helping people reduce liabilities, right? I mean, people hire security, in my opinion, for four reasons, legal liability, financial liability, life safety liability, and then um, insurance liabilities, right? That's where I see most of our clients go. So if you look at this from that perspective, everything we do in the team has to be able to counteract one of those liabilities, um, and, and when we, and we can't focus all on life safety liabilities, right? I mean, cause then, you know, you got to have kind of the thinker, the Intel, the Intel folks, right. Or, or the tactical medical person, but you also have to have is, is folks that can do kind of the command and control. Um, a, a great friend of mine has an acronym. Uh, we were just talking about it the other day, uh, called CS, which is command and control, um, angles, speed, and, um, and, and surprise. And, and when you start to think about that, that's more of a tactical reference, but what it does is 
you know, when you look at a team movement or a team effort, command and control is everything. And in the corporate security world, right, that's dictated through policy. So if we don't have good policies and, and you know, when, when things go wrong, then we're kind of reacting at haste. So one of the things we do, especially with some of our embedded work, is we let the embedded director or CSO or what have you, they build their policies out, but then it comes back to our corporate arm. And then we, we, make, we matrix that up with threat intelligence to make sure we're really on the X here because intelligence drives operations and we can't lose that. I, I, I truly believe that the industry can't lose intelligence driving operations because that's when we miss things. And we've seen bad intelligence and operations, badly some good intelligence, you know, have great outcomes. So I think it's one of those things that what, when we focus on this as a team, we have to put things in different buckets and we have to have everybody focused on kind of their niche, but everybody needs to know one up, one down. And then as organizations, I think it's structured the same way, right? If you have a director of operations and, and you know, we have a GSOC, our GSOC management needs to know what the director of operations is doing on a daily basis and then, and then down two steps as well. So it's the same with Intel, our Intel department, right? They, the director of operations needs to know what's going on in Intel just in case he needs to staff them for some sort of threat matrix development. So it's this constant evolution. I think, um, and a business term, right? Blind spots, I think everybody's familiar with that, right? Know your blind spots. Where you're not capable, hire out. If you lose your financial controller, outsource that for the time being, right? It, it's, it's kind of collective um, organizational growth there. I think that's very relevant to our industry because when we, when we miss something, right? Uh, mm -hmm. it, it can go pretty wrong. Um, if we don't have a policy in place for, for an issue that occurs, but yet we're the policy writer or we're the policy creator or the, the explorer, if you will, you know, I mean, we, we fail. I, I think that we could talk about hard skills all day, but I, to Craig's point, the soft skills and the communication is so important because I, I mean, I, I, I'll own this. I failed at this when I first started, right? I just wanted to I was an infantryman. I wanted to just act like an infantryman when I first started in this industry. But I had to quickly learn that there was there was no place for that. There was absolutely no place for that. And I had great mentors that would grab me by the collar early on and give me that wisdom and knowledge. So it 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 it's really interesting to see the dynamic of our industry evolve. As far as the future, real quick, where I think we're going, as I think when I say tech, I think tech will drive a lot of our operational policies. And, and the things we do, but we can never lose the human touch, the kindness, as Craig said. And I, and I love that because that's that's how you get things done. That's how you facilitate. You know, there are some countries where EP is not strictly speaking allowed, but facilitation is very much allowed. And and so, you know, as uh, Alan says, you, the leader of the future must be able to uh, position it as a business and neighbor, not just a cost center. Better breaks, you can go faster. Um, what, what do you think, Craig? Because um, uh, there's, a, there's a number of future offerings that EP could get involved in. Yeah, I, I think I think that is um, there was I can, boy, I can, I'm having a hard time remembering who it was. Uh, I was working when I still lived out in Vegas, and I was working with somebody, and it, it um, they were they just they just talked about facilitation, right? Um, yeah, there's a there's a um, a protective role, um, and you know and. Uh, you know, but what, but why are we there? You know, and, and, uh, you know, Steve said all the, all the liabilities, you know, all the countless liabilities that, that, that we deal with, not only for our, for ourselves, 
but you know, for you know, as a but as a business, as a business owner, you know, responsible for you know for uh, in the people that work for us, and then the people that we're protecting or that we're serving, you know, and 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 then all you know whether and that's the sub, you know, there's a, a lot of places the end, you know, the end provider, uh, you know, they're 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 that they're managing, um, but I think it, you know, as far as into the future of what we, you know, where EP goes, I think, um, it, you know. It, and that depends on, it also depends on the company, what they want to be known for. And, and uh, Steve said, you know, I came in, I was an infantryman. And that's, that's what I know. So that's what I'm going to be. And it's like, oh, uh, all right. You know, and to his credit, he figures that out probably pretty quickly and, and, uh, and navigates through that. And so, uh, you know, because an infantryman can, can probably only serve, you know, a couple of different, you know, uh, clients, a couple of different companies, you know, something, you know, but, you know, you're more, uh, you know, you're more skilled, you're, you're, you're kinder for all these things that we can build on top of, um, you know, the, the more that, and, and the more skills that each, that each company has because of the people that they've, they've put in place or the people they put in place because of the company they have can go, can really start to, you know, to, to start to manage, you know, talking to, uh, talking to a friend of mine, um, as probably about a year ago, I remember him saying this, he's like, you know, we, as, as protectors, we've helped people buy properties. We've helped people buy, cars we've helped them uh facilitate you know obviously facilitate travel but not only for them but for their you know for their entourage or we've helped coordinate bringing people in i mean they it's like travel agent uh you know sales consultant marketing consultant i mean like there's all these things especially as a business owner it's like you you know you're touching all those things and why not you know why not drop that on you know on your whomever you're working with whoever that next person up and up in line is you know from you with whether it's the sub or the client or the or the protectee and so you know i think you can get you know the right company with the right people can get their hands um you know i hesitate to say into anything because it's like they're not supposed to be there but i think you know the capability of the people in and a lot of times the people in this industry specifically are hard chargers and you know and, and being able to rein that in and and still produce with energy and and still you know go get them it's like i can't like, I don't know how to do that, but I will figure it out as we're, you know, as we're going. And then you have your team that you can either hire out to or, you know, or you, uh, you know, you, you've put them through a school that they're able to help. So, you you know, you kind of make it a, a team, um, a team where well, you hopefully it's a team environment anyway, but team projects of, you know, hey, you know, we, I think we can do I think we can do this for our, you know, our company or, or for our clients or or for this client or our clients moving forward. We're going to start talking about this more because this is something that we can do. And you just and not only be the one-stop shop, but I mean, it kind of becomes that for things that, you know, you just, if you can take away the friction in your client's life for anything, I think you're, I think you're moving ahead. And I think the level of person that EP pulls in or can pull in, um, especially the ones that are consistently, as you said, consistently evolving, um, I think you can, I think you can really affect, you really help affect change uh, with, any, with any of your clients in the future. Yeah. And, and, and that would be the end result. That's, that's our goal. And, and as Tim in the audience uh, says, I love the 360 view of risks that uh, Steve ensured he manages his team by operations. So important to identify your stake in each aspect of your client's risk and let them know how you're doing part could also get you brought to the table more often. Um, so, so Steve, then just touching on this extra technical skill, it has been suggested by people that we know, right that we know that maybe there should be a tepo uh 
in in your team uh somebody like that guy off mission impossible with all the technical skills or girl i think in the latest episode and you know is is that really where it's going to be we're going to hive off uh, to have a maybe a tactical medic if permissible a paramedic if affordable and then this extra person the tepo uh or, or will we blend that technical acumen across the whole team steve so you know when you're talking about let's say the private high net worth client space i i think that a lot of the a lot of the requests we get in are they've had some sort of cyber security concern pii leak or or something of that nature right and then when we investigate that it spans into kind of the physical security space the you know from the technical space um so i i think the way we look at problem sets is and, and i want to focus just on the private client here for a second because it's different in the corporate security space right when we when we see the need for say an embedded cyber type folks what we look at is what is the cost to do nothing for the customer right so what is the cost and, and we use a matrix for that right i mean risk equals threat times vulnerability divided by countermeasures times impact right 0 0.0134 multiplied by the value of assets right pied square so i mean we make it mathematical and quantitative right we we understand that if they do nothing this is the risk if they have these assets unsecured this is the risk for me it's about i've always wanted to figure out ways to make quantitative risk put a number to it and then show them why they should pay x where when i started off in the industry i didn't see people doing that i saw people reacting to a lot of different scenarios which is great right i mean that's that's where the industry was where we now see is is threat matrices and, and, and intelligence are driving operations in the commercial space um when you have a, a corporate security situation like you know if you have a if you service a healthcare network it's a really great example and um a neighboring health healthcare network just had a cyber breach um that infrastructure has its IT department and you will get slapped if you step on an IT department corporately most times and and it's a big fallacy that corporate security and and cyber security are connected because mostly they're not right so but at the same time, when you have when you have physical security issues around server rooms and things like that, um, IT security then becomes a physical security issue. So being able to assess that and the way we look at that is, are your teams assessing on an RA platform or risk matrix platform or a risk assessment platform that allows you to, again, give the client some empirical data on where their gaps are, where their blind spots are. I think that more and more teams are going to go towards this because it's full service, right? And, and the revenue generation, I go on for hours about cyber, revenue generation on cyber is insane. I mean, it's the margins can be north of 200% in some regards um, because it's a, it's a, it's a skill set. It's a very, it's a very perishable skill set. And if you don't know it well, then, you know, I mean, you're, you're kind of not called into the room. Um, so when you see, these teams get structured this way. And you mentioned, you know, paramedics, EMTs, um, you know, I, I, we've used like overseas, we use a lot of former 18 deltas, right? These are special operations medics. They have a, they have a level of, of capability in the field versus what a paramedic would, but there's a cost with that, right? Sometimes north of $1,800 a day to bring that person out, um, 
tactical medics, right? We've got doctors that we we've used. I mean, we had a situation somewhere in the uh, in the Midwest where just one of the clients had gotten sick and and come to find out it was COVID. And we had a doctor that we just we've worked with and we called him and he and he just handled it. He took care of the client. It wasn't, you know, it, it was, but if you don't have those resources to properly secure your client in your Rolodex, I mean, honestly, you're just leaving money on the table at that point. And and you're and you're leaving your ability to be more, more valuable as a company. As an individual practitioner, there's a lot of guys that do this the the ep stuff on their own right they've got a one-man shop and they're great at it a lot of the celebrity guys are that way so when you look at that but i can tell you like a couple of the celebrity agents that i that i know and i've and i've worked with in the past these guys have a massive rolodex to stack a team in hours when it comes to their client being threatened on social media digging into that they've got those resources lined out They've got a tactical medic on speed dial. So I think it goes down to your needs analysis, right? We, we have to be doing that SWOT analysis, if you will, um, operationally to what we need and what the customer may need. And I think you have tiers to that. I think you have, you know, a tier one, this may be, this may be an immediate need. I need to have that closer than not, kind of a tier two need. And then you have your tier three needs, which are just, you know, you call them when you need them. But it's really important that you look beyond your your initial say statement of work as a provider and you see what could pop up what's in the blind spots out there that you haven't that you haven't evaluated and then how are you going to deal with that everybody should have a cybersecurity guy like uh like you know one of these movies on, on speed dial i i mean if you're in the security space i mean do you want to say no when that comes up because there's two types of people when it comes to cybersecurity those that have been hacked and those that don't know they've been hacked, right? Yeah, I like that. And, and uh, I think Lee is uh, also agreeing with you, says, uh, love it, Steve, as always. Um, and uh, Jay, hi, Jay, says, uh, like Steve said earlier, regarding med driving, et cetera, everyone needs a solid base level, situational and money permitting have a specialist, um, which which I guess, I guess depends on the team. Because, hey, one team might need a language specialist, but you're not going to need that language for all missions. Maybe. Um, right. I tell you what, we're a bit out of time, but let's do this. Craig, what do you think someone could get from an event such as this where we're striving to find out the modernization of corporate security? At the end of the, at the, end of the event, where do you hope we might get to? Um, well, I think that just the broad, the people that, that seem to be that, that seem to be panelists that are out here that are out here speaking. And, and I, I like to think that I, I'm kind of in there. Um, are, are, you know, are, are kind of big picture thinkers or, um, uh, you know, three, I think uh, uh, Tim said something about three, you know, 360 view, not only on your operations, but on, you know, on everything, right? On, you know, it can maybe even become like, you're a better person after attending one of these events, right? Because you're, you know, you're understanding it and it's, it's they're forward thinking and can, you know, can you affect one person to change, right? And you know, it, you get into that whole thing of like, who, how many people do we want to affect? Well, everyone. But you know, where's the value for each one? And each person listening is going to find something in here, and and they will definitely, whoever's watching, will find some, find at least one thing that they can that they can hold on to and take action around to make themselves better, which then makes their their business better, or their company better, or their family better, it makes them a better, you know, a better 
you know, mom or dad, you know, uh, you know, sister, brother, things like that. And, and not to be hokey about it, but I believe all this stuff ties into everything into, into, into the whole into life. And I think we probably had that conversation at one point, Bellum, uh, you know, or we, you know, it's, it's somewhere in there, but you know, where do we end up at the end of this is just, a, you know, uh, uh, more discussions about, about the industry as a whole um, and, and the, and the things that practitioners, you know, it's, I mean, Steve's been eloquent as hell. And I just, you know, I can't, it's hard to stack up against that when you're, you know, when, you, when he has with the way that he speaks and put things, put things together. Um, but he's given me things to think about. And so, you know, with that, I, I think that's what you did is it can, at the end of this, can somebody be challenged to be, to be better at whatever it is that they do and however that relates to the industry. I like that. And, and, and that would be big hugs for, 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 for this type of event. Um, and Steve, what, what would, what would you hope, uh, you know, people come away from, uh, obviously we're going to look at some tech, we're going to look at you know, even, uh, online vulnerability assessments, uh, from Sandra uh, coming up in a little bit, but, uh, but what, 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 what should we try and take away? Uh, honestly, and I, I don't, I don't want to piggyback, um, Tim, Craig and Lee in the kindness games more than I already do, but I'm, but I'm gonna, because, you know, I, I got to meet Tim for the first time in, uh, was the last conference we went to was a GSX and um, these guys make me better just watching them be kind and and they make you know seeing people treat people well and seeing people inspire you um, I don't think I'd be where I am without that part of our industry um, it, it's it's inspiring and I got it you know my hat's off to Craig Lee Tim, you guys you guys just you guys lift me up as a leader, as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, because like Tim said, there's days where we just want to break stuff and, and we're just angry. Right. And it's hard. It's hard being in this industry. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, I, I, all I got to say is I think the community of this industry, especially our community is close. And I know that I can reach out to Lee. I mean, I, I was so worried when I heard that, that, that what Lee was dealing with, I was just, I was like, oh my gosh, got to figure out, I, should I go see him? You know, you know what I mean? And, and it's because he has been such a great friend and I made that through this industry. And, you know, all, all of these guys, most of the guys that are on here, it's just, it's about community. Um, and I think we learn from each other, but we're not, we're not threatened by each other. We're, we're just not. And, and I love that because when I first came into the industry, it was a little different. Everybody was trying to steal everybody's clients and everybody's like, oh, this, and it's like, there's just no room for that. You know, as an entrepreneur, like, I just want to help people. And when I get to the moment where I don't want to, there's leaders in this industry that remind me of who I need to be. And I think that's what we get from these events is just seeing other like-minded folks, whether it's security or whether it's just corporate tactics and how we run our companies, but it calls our own BS out. And I think that's really important. So my hat's off. I got to give credit to them. Love it. And you, and you, because I mean, if we didn't have this event, if you weren't putting this on, we wouldn't all be coming together. We can't just do this in person a few times a year. I mean, this is, this is so important that people, iron sharpens iron. It's just, it's just so important that we lean on that. So thank you for this. And thank you for putting this on. 
Well, thank you. And I hope uh, this virtual series complements uh, as a, an extra meetup in, in your calendar. Um, and uh, of course, it doesn't replace meeting and, you know, hanging out. Uh, Lee says he's got the Kleenex uh, out. Please stop it. Um, uh, Mohammed says so much great conversation. Thanks, Craig and Steve. Um, Natasha says so true kindness collaboration and sharing knowledge and Shalene's clapping Nicole's clapping right well we're a little bit over time but I thought that was very much worthwhile and uh, yeah I really appreciate you coming on so Craig and Steve thanks very much big virtual round of applause and I will put you back in the audience and uh, look forward to seeing you soon if thanks, not at, GSA, at uh, IPSB yes yeah, sir we'll be see there you see you see you bye Well, thank you very much, Steve Hernandez and Craig McKim. I, I found that really beneficial because many times people have said there is a skills gap. And I, I say, OK, fine. But but what? What is that gap? And, and what we find is it's sometimes um, an available candidate pool shortage rather than a particular gap. Because if you are qualified, then it's 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 more an approach to doing EP. It's more an openness to working with new technology and just looking out for your career and networking opportunities. Uh, but 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 in that sense, it's an attitude, not an aptitude. Um, and and I, and I think it's really nice to to frame it that way because sometimes perhaps an operator might feel intimidated by a, I don't know, the accounting skill set. Um, now, n nobody starting their own business needs to be an accountant, but a grasp of bookkeeping, a grasp of, you know, entering data, you know, is, is something rather key. And, and similarly, when you are networking, it can be quite brutal, um, in the wrong uh, circumstance. So so that's why I'm very appreciative to have Mr. Networker Craig McKim as well, of course, as Steve. Um, and, and, and it was great to show, share, share their journeys. Um, my mind is then turning to where one can put all this uh, into practice, which is the IPSB and EP a forum uh, just slightly before it in Vegas next month. I am going to be there and I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching up with a lot of people. I think many people will remember uh, that I have said before I was there on the first one in 2016, then I was there 2017, 2019, and it's been a bit of a gap for me. So, you know, really looking forward to seeing you all there. And then, of course, this will uh, culminate in our January 26th, uh, 8th annual Executive Security and Closed Protection Technology Forum, where, again, we're talking skill set. We're talking not being afraid to ask the question, who can I call? Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to be the specialist. So, um, yeah, interesting. And I, and I wonder if, with a bit of a downturn, the question of can I be selective will you know, really come into its own. Because if there's a lot of people that require work and there's a lot of people who have been working on their skill sets, then I think we'll, we'll see a defining uh, factor. But but that is, that is all to uh, be seen. So I hope you appreciated uh, yet another slightly different approach to the Circuit Magazine podcast in that, you know, we've, we've literally given you a spotlight on an event we ran for the Great Lakes um, 
uh, just a, a few months ago, much as we did with St- Sandra Stibbards. Uh, please do listen to Sandra's uh, great and very practical uh, podcast session uh, on uh, open source intelligence uh, for you. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, any any additional thoughts? Let me know. I think I think this is a good way to intersperse uh, our our usual segments, and of course, we look forward to our more traditional uh, format returning. And don't forget, Elijah Shaw's short circuit will also be back uh, with us uh, very soon. So, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, please uh, give a <laughs> virtual round of applause, even on this podcast, to Craig and Steve. Uh, reach out and say hello. And we look forward to welcoming you again on another fantastic edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.